Everyone, welcome to Ending the Drought, the Buffalo Bills fan podcast. This is Season 3, Episode 8. I'm Jason Webster, here with your other hosts, Jeff Webster and Jake Cranston. Jake. Dude, got the new uh, studio thing going on here. Casual Tuesday. (laughs) Casual Tuesday forever. Forever. Dude, this is great. We are crashing on the couch. Since we're not a video podcast, you guys don't know this, but recently we've updated our equipment a little bit, got some fat heads for our mics to make them sound a little bit crisper and cleaner, and uh, we rearranged the studio, got rid of our old little triangle table, and now we have a nice comfy sectional we're all sitting on. Yeah, baby. So if you want to talk- It's pretty chill. Cue the 80s Uh, sex music. (laughs) If you want to talk (laughs) like a a good (laughs) upgrade, this is a good upgrade. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I I like this a lot better. You know, this is going to be this is going to be speed racer year. Like we're going to try delving into a whole bunch of stuff we haven't done before. Elevate ourselves. Bring some legitimacy to our podcast. And uh, this is step one, man, of several phases we hope to conquer this year. Yeah, and I'm hoping that with us being a little bit further apart now, that there should be less bleed into the other mics when we're talking. Yeah, for sure. You know, I, I think it's a good step overall. Plus, We're, I get to see you guys like your whole fucking bodies instead of just your upper half, which is a little <laughs> that's unnerving. Odd. Well, yeah. Jason's thighs are looking primo right now. Yeah, so. yeah my, I know. my shorts Sorry. are riding up a little bit. Yeah. And there's not much I can do about it anymore. I'm too deep in the couch. <laughs> Would you think one of these days you'll come out just wearing no shorts, perhaps? Speedo, maybe. Speedo. Okay. Yeah, I'm spandex, I'm, bitch. I'm cool with that 100 percent yeah just, you know like i figure once i'm down under 300 pounds i'm beach body ready that's just true. come right out and that's come true. right out in the two-piece yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, two-piece. Just, just just like a <laughs> like a practice jersey and no shorts on yeah, yeah all i go. can think of is family guy <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's great holy let's cow. do it all right all right well, i'm ready so most, ready? most important ready. most importantly thursday is yes, opening night for the Bills week one against the Rams going into L.A., dude. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I know Bills Mafia out there is crazy excited. I mean, this game is it's huge. I mean, this is probably our biggest opening game that I can ever remember. I can't remember a more important one. Yeah, yeah. honestly. Well, it's got to set the tone for the season a, a little bit, right? For sure. And I mean, you, sure. you got to hope that, you know, we can you just don't want to get blasted, right? Like that right. would be so exactly. horrible. You want it, The reality is they can they can afford to lose this game, right? But the same time, what a tone setter, like Jake said, to go out and beat the world champions, right? Oh like yeah, right out the gate, boom, done, check that off. Yeah, you got to show up to this forward. game. Yeah, you got to show up. It's it's huge. I mean, if you can go into L.A. and and I was talking about it with my my cousin, my uncle, my wife, just everybody. I'm like going into this game to me is is cool because the hype for our team and I know they like keeping it Joe cool but Josh is from California that's yep. that's a big kind of you know homecoming type thing for him you know he's coming back Absolutely. to his home state on one of the biggest stages in the world playing the 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 champs oh yeah you know you got Von Miller coming back playing his his ex team you know that I mean he won that's a, a ring with last year yeah you got guys Just last year other guys on our roster that are from California you know, I mean, that, I'm sure that means stuff to them, too. Um, Absolutely. Our team thinks that we should have been in the Super Bowl last year if we didn't have that stupid 13-second bullshit happen to us. There's a lot of factors that go into this game, and I think when you take all of it and put it into a nutshell, uh, I just think the Bills 
can possibly go in there and just explode and just make yeah. this just make this a, a well, really fun game to watch. And like you said, it's already you know got the makings of that like you know football movie kind of story going. Yeah. And yeah, it, it's it's an epic, and it would be really cool. Obviously, I'm getting ahead of myself, but that's all I can do because we haven't entered the season yet. Um, how cool would it be to face them first game, last game? Yeah, tie right, it all together. Right. Yeah, yeah, you never do know. I mean, the odds right now to Vegas is plus six hundred favorite for the Bills to win the Super Bowl. Right, and then the next is uh, is the Rams. So, yep, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it's, uh, it's could happen. And as you know, we've heard a lot of different things. Uh, the Bills been being hyped since the end of last season. Prior to even getting Von Miller, a lot of people were saying they're going to be poised to win a Super Bowl. Then we get Von Miller. Now it's just more obvious to many more people that they're definitely a top two to four team in the NFL. And at that point, you get down to the final four, the NFC, AFC championships. It's one game. A lot can happen. Like there's no guarantees. The path to a Super Bowl is entirely its own thing. Different for everybody. The Bills, like you said, 13 seconds. And then even, even after that, like they had their opportunities to stop the Chiefs and just couldn't get it done. Prior to that, you know, they could have kicked the ball into the field of play, killed a few seconds, maybe not even had to worry about that. You know what I mean? Like there's yeah. well, and it's, it's easy to look backwards, but you can't. You just got to look forward. And each and every game, each and every play is going to be important. Well, and it's it's one of those things. I'm a person who likes to put a positive spin on things, um, you know, for better or worse. And one thing that I think about is that, yes, the the last bit of that game was very frustrating. But if you look at everything right before he we went into overtime, that was a fucking fun game to watch. I mean, that well, was, was a really great it, game of football. Easily the best game of the season. Yeah. I mean, the other Kansas than City Bills game, it was easily the best game of the year. And I mean, to, to get such an awesome showing at the end of the season, you know, like it, we've had some amazing games. Yeah. Yeah. And people have said, like, even as the far perfect as, offensive game, right? You know as I mean? far as playoff games go. I mean, it was historic. Uh, there's very few games that are that competitive. In fact, if you go through the list of even like Super Bowls, most of the time, you know, like what was that one? New, New England and the Rams, like 13-3. What a thriller that is. You know what I mean? Like you can't you can't pick these things. They are what they are. Right. But unfortunately, if the Bills had come out on top, uh, there's probably half the world that thinks the Bills would have won a Super Bowl. Yeah. They could see them beating Cincinnati yeah, and beating the Rams, you know. Well, I mean, we would have been at home. And that's the biggest we thing been to, to look at too, right? Is we would have been playing Cincinnati at home right. in January to go to the Super Bowl. And I mean, you ask nine out of ten people, everybody would have picked the Bills. You yeah, know? And, and Josh Allen. Sixty percent of the time, the Bills would have won every ten. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, a little off topic real quickly. I did see a thing about the new stadium. Something to do with some mesh. Yes. That's being installed. I read it. Did you? Yeah. About, so if the wind, if there is wind, you guys are gonna even, have to fill me in. I didn't read this. Okay. So the design of the new stadium it has a mesh effect. So any wind that might even affect the field of play is going to be knocked down because of this quote unquote mesh system that they have. Yeah. So, so what we're it designing is. we're designing the stadium to effectively not be affected by temperature because they're warming it. And to not be affected by wind because they got this new mesh, right? Well, so what the mesh is supposed to do, Jay, is 
Um, they they put it on the outside of the stadium, like basically surround the whole stadium with this aluminum mesh. It's called, and it's perforated, um, and the holes are are particular size specifically for when wind hits it, it will dissipate the wind, so it won't be just a doesn't, straight smack in the face. Right, right. Allow That's for really straight cool. flow. So yeah. what what that does is not only does that make it more comfortable for concourses because you're still going to have open concourses in the stadium, so in the stadium right now, you get a, a slap of wind. It's it's going through concourses. It's uncomfortable. It sucks, especially in the winter. So this is supposed to hit this perforation of this this aluminum, and it, it dissipates it to the point where it's just like a little breeze, like just small enough where it doesn't matter. And it's also supposed to help, obviously, to do that on the field as well. So you're not going to be dealing with these insane major wind gusts yeah. that we got at it, the, at the Ralph right now. It just makes me question, and it's I probably just don't understand it well enough, but it just makes me question why aren't we doing a dome? It's like they want the only thing they want is to watch the snow fall from the sky onto the field and everything else should be gone. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Like it's like I don't know. It's just it's it seems true. weird to me. It's true. I mean, uh, to you're a not wrong. Set, yeah. You're, you're not, not wrong. wrong at all. A lot I mean, of people feel the exact same way. Yeah. I but mean, they still and we, I guess maybe it's a best of both worlds thing. I don't we've know. Talked about it. Yeah. We never followed up completely with that that theory that we do um, have a home field advantage beyond just the fact that we're in Buffalo and our guys are comfortable and you know what I mean? They're not traveling, all that shit. That weather actually does play to our advantage to a certain extent. And I think what little we have looked into it, there's some truth to that. And I think that's something that we do. We do want to delve into that being stacked guys is to find out looking back through history, is that actually giving us an advantage? Yeah, I'll finish that up. I started working on it. Me and Jake talked or does, about it. Or bit. does the snow hurt us more than we think it does? Yeah, and that's yeah. something that we can move towards uh, for Jeff to do the stat of the week. And yep. by the way, we're 10 minutes in. Might as well do it right now. Let's get into Jeff's stat of the week game version. Yeah, so this week what we're going to talk about is a little bit, and it started off. I uh, I had seen a clip. Uh, it was a basically a betting uh, uh, conversation that people were having on uh, YouTube, and uh, one guy pointed out, and I've heard it repeated today: the Rams in their last five years in their home openers or in their game. I'm sorry, game one uh, of every season since Sean McVay got into LA, um, they win. They're five and zero in the last five years, which is true. I mean, that's absolutely true. The only issue I have is that in those five years, the teams that they've had to beat, the best record of the ultimate record of that team they played in week one to win, the best record was six and ten. Like nobody had more than six wins. The five teams they beat are six wins, six wins, five wins, four wins, four wins. So they beat five teams that weren't even sniffing the playoffs for yeah. that season they played them. So so, it, so it makes you question whether they were just shitty teams or whether they got destroyed in the first game and it set the tone for the season. It set the tone for the whole season. <laughs> it's a little of both, I guess, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, we're probably. obviously the best team that they're facing in, in Sean McVay's in Sean McVay's, uh, opening, and opening game. And let's put it this way. Sure. There's, there's about a 3% chance that we're going to go less than six wins. Correct. Even if they yeah. beat us, yeah, it's not going to fucking happen. Yeah. No, it definitely very not gonna little chance. But yeah, the happening. competition that we're bringing to them is is they haven't seen that yet. I mean, in, in week one, not. in week let's, one, yeah, let's prove that stat to be just a an interesting coincidence, right? And and 
on top of that, we'll throw in a little bonus stat because we also were told that over the course of the last 22 home openers for the Super Bowl champions, not again, not home opener, opening week game. Yeah. Uh, Historically, all the weeks I looked at, except for one, were held on Thursday night. Okay. So historically... The if you uh, win a home Super opener, Bowl. the Super Bowl winners have gone nineteen and three over the course of the last twenty two years. Wow, okay, yeah, uh, huge. You know, I mean, that's kind of scary. But how many of those opponents were playoff teams? Right. So I just looked at the last ten games. So those three losses that have come over the last twenty two games have actually come in of the last 10 games. Okay. Three of them have been lost. And so seven and three is a lot different than 19 and three. Yeah. So I'm just saying a recent history. And if you look at the last victories, five out of the last six week one games from Super Bowl champions Mm -hmm. have been wins. They're five and one in the last six games. The loss was um, actually came from... New England, they beat Atlanta. Following season, they lost to Kansas City. Now Kansas okay. City yeah, did not be in ten and six, so yeah. they were a pretty decent team. Right. And then in year before last, it was Tampa Bay had beat Kansas City in the Super Bowl. Yep. They came back and beat Dallas uh, by two points, but Dallas yeah. ended up being twelve and five. I remember they that got game. A pretty good team. Yeah. But <sighs> of the other four wins, they were all wins. The other four, again. There was six and ten Carolina, seven and nine Atlanta, eight and eight Pittsburgh, and four and twelve Houston. Most teams probably would have fared pretty well so, against those four. So I think it's fair to say that most of the time, the Super Bowl champs don't have a tough first game Correct. the following year. I was just going to say that important. it seems like the NFL is patting the Super Bowl champs, being like, "Congratulations." You get to play week one and basically play a shit team so you can still look it like it. sounds like that. It's like a, a little team. play in the Jets, right? If we got to and play I mean, the Jets every going, year, we probably yeah. have a pretty good record. Yeah, like going seven or eight wins, you're not a shit team. But, I mean, come on. These guys are yeah. not These are not Super Bowl contenders they're facing most of the time. Right. Yeah, and again, I mean, yeah, they're not. They're, they don't seem like they're even playoff contenders at this point. Yep. You right, know? and the funny thing is, even if you look at the Rams last year, and, you know, I talked about this a little bit with you off the record, um, not during the podcast, but if you look at the Rams, they played seven playoff teams in the regular season last year. Mm-hmm. Basically, seven teams that made the playoffs. They were two and five against those seven teams. It's not Jeez. like they destroyed these guys. And then sure, in the yeah. playoffs, their last three games, including the Super Bowl, the last three games, they won by a total of nine points. Now, a lot of people will go, well, they win close games. That's important. Right. Personally, I would rather my team not win a close game. I would rather them win by ten points or oh, thirteen. Yeah. Well, yeah. and but right? I remember, I remember that the Bills did get similar shit last year because we heading into the playoffs had only faced a total of three playoff contender teams, right? And and it was basically New England twice, right? Yeah, so like, right? It, it's sometimes it just ends up that way, yeah, you know, one way or sure. the other. But but I think that the cool thing is that definitively we will know after this game where we stand and where they stand. Well, that's we'll, what I like. Yeah, the Bills actually That's played like. six playoff teams last year. They were three and three. Yep. That ultimately made the playoffs. It, it's a so great... that's probably right. Yeah. 500. Right. But two and five against seven no, playoff yeah, teams. Yeah, it's different. That's that's not good. I mean, that's kind of. And again, 
Why? God bless them. They won a Super Bowl. Like you can't take that away. Why the change? Do you think? Why do you think the NFL is finally like, all right, let's give the Super Bowl champs the favorite in this year to well, win the Super Bowl to to open up against? You know what I mean? Like because it seems I the pattern it, doesn't seem like it was it anywhere near fit, that, except for one thing. The Bills have never won a Super Bowl. They're projected to go right. this year. Right. Most people believe they have a really good shot at it. Do you think it has anything to do with Von Miller being on our team? I think it's it has a to. lot to do with it's it. It's to. all of those things, it's right? Got to man. And it, it it could go either way, right? Like I mean, this could this could be super damaging to Buffalo's morale, or yep. it could be a huge booster. So either way, but it's going to be an way, important it's impact. Like must game. see TV. You've got a huge market in the LA Rams. You've got an underdog team that hasn't basically sniffed a Super Bowl in 30 years, right? Like, I mean, it's funny because I've heard people talk about, I'm pulling for the Bills just because, like, one of these bad teams really needs to win a Super Bowl at some point. You know, we talk yeah. about Detroit and Cleveland and Buffalo and, you know, these underdog teams. Well, St. Louis was dog quite, shit forever, too. I mean, right. like, they've they've had a pretty bad streak. Oh, yep. Absolutely. Um, one thing I was going to say to you, I showed him earlier. Um, I don't know if you saw it, but it says, um, and it was in this. this uh, screen dimmed. I can't see no, it. No, you can't see it. But uh, the Bills and Buffalo media haven't arrived in yet in L.A., but the beer has. Oh, yeah. I heard about this. It more was, than $24,000 yeah. worth of Labatt Blue delivered Tuesday for Bills Mafia. Uh has to do with like a lot of the Bills backers. Probably all those tailgate bars, parties, yeah. all that stuff, bro. Twenty four thousand dollars well, worth of Labatt Blue, and this is this is an actual fact. The Bills have more fans outside of their home city than any team in the NFL, and internationally. Yeah, we have we have more fans in Canada than any other team. We have more fans in the in Europe than any other team. Like it's insane. You know, it's I wonder so how cool. long how long has Labatt been a sponsor in Buffalo? Like they sponsor the Sabres. Long like time. It's probably ever. been it's probably been like a decade. So yeah, since I've been, a, I mean, since I've been a season ticket holder and it's 10 years, it's always been. So I don't know and how long awesome, it's been man. after that. But yeah, I love the bats myself personally. But yeah, I mean, it, it's cool. But it's just that's so much beer, guys. That I mean, is a lot you're talking pallets on pallets on pallets on pallets well, of beer. What were you telling me about ticket sales in L.A.? Oh, so 27 uh, percent of ticket sales uh, as of, I think, late last week, like Friday or whatever it was. 27% of the ticket sales came from a Western New York zip code. That's just that's just around here. That's crazy. 27%. That doesn't include like you said all the fans in LA, all the fans in the Midwest, like yeah. wherever they're coming from. So you got to you got to think we're going to have probably close to 50% of Buffalo fans in that stadium and reasoning behind that also is because LA is the number one stadium that that has the most away fans come take over that stadium yeah wow. it's la man like who doesn't want to go to la right it's like, a good game to go to wow it's must see tv i mean i don't know how it's going to fare as far as uh market share for a for a football game yeah but being thursday night for whatever reason the anticipation at least regionally here has been fucking ridiculous through the roof for this game, I mean, ever since it was announced, I remember back when we were talking about this going, yeah, you know, it's probably going to be the opener against the Rams, but they wouldn't put all their eggs in one basket, right? Like, well, everybody will pay to watch the Bills. Yeah. Why would you want to put them on Thursday night? Like, I talked well, myself out of it. Knew, I literally knew this was going to happen. Well, and we knew Tennessee. Out. We knew Tennessee was going to be our home opener. Well, right. I think that yeah, was that established. Yeah, yeah, that was already established. So we were like, there's no way that they're going to have the Bills Dude, open up on time. Thursday night. 
two to two games in a two row like this. Two games in a row for prime And time. bada bean, bada boom, man. <laughs> like, holy well, smokes. And every year that we predict what the schedule is going to be like, we, we seem to be under predicting how many primetime games we're going to get. That is true. It's, it's bills are hot, man. It's cool. Well, it's just cloud. You know it's a totally I mean? different. We always say that. What is this, year three? Yeah. And for Thanksgiving, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, like what? The new America's team, maybe? Well, how can you count the Cowboys as America's team when they you just can't anymore. they just stink? They're just horrible, man. Every year, and it it's seems like it seems like they're cursed. Honestly, I, I say that all the time. <laughs> like, you know, I've, and, and I've uh, never seen a more cursed team. Yeah, and talking about this game again, going back to the Rams, I just happened to think of something else. They lost two offensive linemen from the Super Bowl well, and Von Miller, their left tackle retired, and Whitworth, right? Whitworth and retired, and then uh, guard or somebody. I think it was a. I don't remember. It was a guard. Yeah. But he went he they lost him in free agency. Yeah. Well you lost Von Miller. That's what um, I mean. Like they're they're looking at what they lost. We're looking at what we gained. Dude, we were already fantastic. We were number one defense without Van Miller. Yeah, they don't have Von Miller. Now what? They don't have OBJ. Uh, I know they got Allen Robinson, but I don't know if I'm really super worried about him. I mean, can he can he do some damage possibly? Right. You know, but the thing is is like if you're if you guys were going to ask me right now what I'm most nervous about in this game, the biggest thing I'm most nervous about is our corners right. and because one's a rookie and one it was a 7th round pick and you just I mean, yes, Dane Jackson held his own last year in the playoffs. He did fairly solid, but right. you got one corner that is going in. I mean, dude, he he played in Florida, which he he saw some big games, but he never saw anything like this. No, so no, you're a, you're saw, a rook going into a Thursday like night Cooper opener Cup in either. LA, dude. There's well, only a couple of Cooper so Cups in the world. So. I don't know yeah. how you guys feel about it, but I feel like our defense is pretty rock solid already. Right. And even if our O line's a little bit weak coming out the gate, we've got enough offensive power now that I'm not even that worried about it. Well, like, I think I, we can I, do pretty fucking awesome. I anyway. think that's that gets yeah, for sure. I mean, that's what that's what gets me. I really think the Bills are going to win by double digits. I really do. It's going to come down to who's going to outscore who, right? The and reason I say that is I think our new revamped defensive line, like when you look it's at strong. Daquan Jones, Ed Oliver, um, you know, Tim Settle, Groot, Groot. Greg Rousseau, yep. Boogie Basham. A.J. Apanessa, all these guys Shaq, take minor steps. Guys. Yeah. Jordan Phillips. Like, I mean, I just think that it's so huge. Is it, is it really a, a stretch to say at this point that this might be the most stacked defense we've ever had? No. 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 I think I, it has to be. I think depth-wise, we've never had a stats. defensive line. Like, we've had, when you have Bruce Smith, you had Phil Hansen, Cornelius Bennett. You had some really good players, yep. but not but, but to behind that, that depth. Behind man. that, it's like you didn't have it. Like we have right. Bruce well, played every and play. We never, he played 100%. We never had a player of his caliber since until now. No, it's no. it's cool. Bob we have, Miller's we have an all star as we've ever been. We have yeah. an all star, and we have peak talent in almost every position. Yeah, it, it's yeah, and there's no emerging talent. Yeah, and there's no like the media. It, I mean, nobody is saying that we we don't have the best roster out there. It's just that, like, can these guys put everything together again? Yeah, it takes, right. and, it takes and make time it. sometimes so, to figure it out. But that's but, the only major thing. I mean, but uh, I mean, it's just but we're stacked. It, we've always talked about the offensive line makes a good running back great. A defensive line makes good cornerbacks great. Like pressure on the quarterback. When Matt Stafford's not Josh Allen, I mean, good luck trying to get out of Ed Oliver, Von Miller's way when they get when they get rolling, especially Ed Oliver, man, he is like ridiculously fast. Yeah, we got a when lot. He to look gets to. he will run Matt Stafford down. Matt Stafford's not running away from anybody. 
I'm, I, he's just not. I can't think of anybody on the defensive line. Maybe Daquan Jones. He might be able to outrun, but he's actually fairly quick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, he's just not going to be able to scramble. First of all, he hasn't had to throw on the run much. So Josh Allen, he's, he's made his Brett fucking yeah. running and throwing the ball. Like, he just gets better every year at every aspect of the game because he's forced into that position to do it. Right. Right? Like, if you've never had to run for your life, you can't. Josh Allen, he's he's developed as an NFL player being thrust into a position he should have never had to been in, but because of Nate Peterman just melting down in game one, he was, as a rookie, here you go, dude. Try to stay alive. Yep. <laughs> you know, just yeah. just, just don't die. Well, Stafford's you know? the, the type of quarterback that relies on uh, timing and guys, you know, their their routes being there when they're supposed to be. And when you got a defensive line as deep as ours that can get pushed quickly, and you know, our our guys are taught just like everybody's taught, but our guys get their hands up quick. I mean, you yep. got guys like look how big Groot is. You know, oh, yeah, six man. seven, six eight, and he's jumping up. How are you throwing over him, dude? But this t- sounds like a good time, fellas, to pick our offensive and defensive players of this week, huh? I can try <laughs> it's well, gonna be hard to pick one guy well no it's it gonna really be hard is. for us not to all pick the same guy <laughs> well how, how, how about this all we'll right. let jason so, go first so jay you oh, start that's easy you, for me then you start yeah. with your offensive player and then because then you, we heard it we can't pick the same one right so there go ahead go. okay so we're doing offensive player first let's Correct. do that josh allen <laughs> i like it i mean how, not, do you, right? how do you knock that yeah. Well, I think that's probably the uh, the coming, most obvious choice for everybody, and why wouldn't it be, guy, right? Guy coming out of the gate, I can't really make any other call than that, you know? Nine touchdowns no, I, and zero interceptions in two games in the playoffs last year. Dude, if he, if he picks up anything well, close to those playoff games. Well, let's be honest, too. If a guy wants to prove something, Josh is the guy that wants to prove something Thursday night. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, the guy, what he did in the playoffs, right? And he couldn't move forward because of what happened with 13 seconds. That that's that's shit. That sucks. He had no control over that. Then he gets squashed on by, you know, NFL.com or NFL Network about the the best hundred players coming in at 13. You yeah. you, you don't think that that puts a little uh, little chip on him? Oh yeah, he'll him? tell you he doesn't you know pay any mean? attention to that. But you know, underneath of that is like that's, this itch in his thumb that he just can't yeah. get to go away. I mean, the guys. Know? uber competitive you trying to tell me he doesn't want to be the best quarterback in the league please well, beyond dude. that he wants to be he shows up at the biggest games you know well, what i that's, mean that's that's how you Look know at you got dallas a superstar. right dallas thanksgiving yeah again. he fucking he played like out of his mind that's, ed oliver same thing you know yeah the big games the ones that everybody's watching josh allen showing up man i yeah, love that, that pick it's a great pick yep i'm gonna go with a less obvious one because I've been saying this right along. I've been trying to get. I know who you're going with. Devin Singletary. I'm telling you, dude, okay. he's going that way. He's not the obvious one. Yeah. I know who you might go with. <laughs> but yeah. but all I'm saying is that I think that if he's going to have a season, even with James Cook right there. Right. It's going to be this year. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen this year. He showed up for the playoffs big last year. Big. I think he had three touchdowns in the playoffs last year. He had a great playoff. I anticipate them doing something similar this year. I think they're going to kind of keep that that same philosophy where Josh maybe try to get a little pressure off. Let's prove we can. We talked about the offensive line. Yeah. With Saffold and Deion Dawkins on one side, 
and either Questenberry or um, uh, what you call it, Brown on the other. Yep. Like they've got some guys that can move some bodies, so he Absolutely. might find some openings he didn't get to to see very often last year. So I'm I like, I'm optimistic for Devin Singletary. I like that a lot because Singletary. I think in the back of uh, his mind, he has something to prove to himself sure. and to the team and just to the NFL. I mean, there's a lot of guys out there that just kind of put him in the background. You know yep. what I mean? Yeah. They don't think he could be a legitimate starting back in this league. Correct. They think that he's the starter for the Bills because that's the best they got. Yep. You know, and yeah. And I think that um, I, think I like they it, undervalue man. him. I do. I really do. Yeah. For me, it's going to be this week. It's going to be Gabe Davis. Got to go Gabe, man. Not that he did anything in the playoffs last year. Well, <laughs> that's kind of where I'm leaning towards with this pick because he left some unfinished business on that field. I mean, he he, did. he couldn't do anything else after that. We didn't, We don't know. Could have he blown up in the AFC Championship game after yeah, that I'd... game and done the same type of shit? We just don't know. And I think he's going into this game, going into L.A., being like, Let's freaking go, man. Like, I want to show the world what I'm going to be all about as a number two wide receiver in this league every game this year. You know what I mean? But is that crazy? Everybody's talking about Cooper Cup and Robinson. Right. Not a word about Stephon Diggs and Gabe Davis. Come well, on. Really? It's it's L.A. It's their Super Bowl champs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blah, That's blah, true. Blah, blah. Big market. Yep. I get it. Whatever. Yeah. You know, we're, we're the best. But I'm with you, dude. There. If I had the I just, choice of those four guys, I would I would still go exactly with who we got, Diggs and Davis. Yeah, I mean, if uh, I could have easily said that I'll pick Stefan Diggs, but I think uh, will he have a good game? Absolutely, he's always going to have a good. Game. I just think Gabe Davis could be like Singletary, a possible X factor in this game where absolutely where they they shadow or double Diggs. You know, they don't let him get a lot of big looks, and all of a sudden, boom, Gabe Davis is catching you know, 40-yard, 50-yard touchdowns. Who knows, right? right? I mean, they couldn't cover him in, in KC, and Jalen Ramsey is only one corner. So Right, and that's, you know, again, we're back to that whole conversation of, well, what about Isaiah McKenzie? What Dude. about Dawson Knox? Well, then you start throwing. You know I mean, what about again, James Cook? And the, talent, the talent like, pool is so spread through that it's like, <clears throat> like how do you – you know, you know what right. I mean? Like, you could be like, absolutely. What about this guy? What about this guy? What about you know? It's that's so, what I mean. It's so it's, hard. But because, that's the that's the offense, right? Yeah, I mean, that's I the offense. McKenzie could be a guy where he could totally surprise everybody and have a New England game where he's he got, got eleven catches for a buck forty or I whatever. Know, I don't know if was. he got drafted, but I did see a guy talking about. I put him in my queue. Did you? Yeah, because I've seen guys talking about if he's taking over Cole Beasley's role. Freaking Beasley well, was could, an important part of this offense every year. McKenzie could be a, a, a he could be better than Beasley. He could be a he could be a catch master this year based on matchups because In yards after catch. I know, dude. I mean, he really could be. And isn't he, he injured right now? He's uh, he's got oh, a groin or something, right? Ready? I got the updated as of today oh, I saw injury that. report, dun, and dun, I, dun. I will go ahead and just throw that out there real quick. So we had uh, Stefan Diggs, Tommy Doyle. McKenzie, Quinton Morris, Poyer, and Tim Settle all on the injury list. So Stefan Diggs was vet rest guy, and he was also limited uh, today because of just, you know, being vet rest, whatever. Uh, Tommy Doyle, he had a foot injury. He didn't practice Monday, and he didn't practice Tuesday, so it looks like he'll probably be a no-go, possibly. Uh, McKenzie, he had a groin issue. Full participant Monday, full participant Tuesday. 
That's perfect. Good to go. So nice. that's nice. Nice. Good to go. Quint Boris, hamstring. He was a DNP Monday and Tuesday. So Probably yeah. not. Poyer, his elbow, full participant both days. And he said he's good to go. Good he to said go. He's ready to play. Tim Settle had a calf problem. He's full participant both yep. days. We are healthy, ready to go. Ready as fuck. Bingo. Yeah. So, no, that's good news, man. I mean, that's one thing that they were talking about today is – why is uh, Sean McVay so good at you know winning his his opening oh yeah opening game week, week one and the, and they're like well Sean McVay you know he really takes pride on on um, having the advantage over other teams coming into week one healthy and yeah uh, dude they, I mean that's the goal for every team to come right. in healthy right but apparently Sean McVay and the Rams have been Pretty one of the healthy. top teams to do that well guess what they're they're facing not only Another team just as good or better than them, but we're just as healthy or more healthy yep. than they are. Absolutely. So. Yeah. All right. Let's jump to the defensive side of the ball. Jason. Why don't Why don't I go last on this one so I don't just pick the easy choice? Ooh, okay. All right. Okay. All right. Well, then, Jake, you might as well go first. You want me to go? You went last. All right. I'm going to have to say this because everybody <laughs> knows it's it's going to be Von Miller. Yeah. I mean, it's I think that's again, he's got a lot of shit to prove, right? Every well, every one of us would have probably started with him. Yeah. I, I would have liked to say, you know, like Groot or, mm-hmm. you know, at Oliver or something like that. But it just it just seems like too perfect of a story for Von Miller not to go into this game. And, and like, can you imagine if like you just if Von Miller was ultra quiet in this game, I just can't, I can't see that. No. Um, he's, he's got to be able to go in this game and just, just wreck havoc against the old team. He wants to make a statement too. Well, he wants he's to 33. Prove... He wants to say, I can play football. Watch me. Well, yeah. And doesn't, don't you think he wants to prove that he made the right choice and leaving the Rams and coming to Buffalo? Right. He I keeps mean, saying no. that like he, he earned every, he respects everybody in LA. He earned their respect he felt like this is where he should be, and that's why he's in Buffalo. Yeah. You know, that's what he keeps saying. This yep. is where I'm supposed to be. Like, everybody has a path in life. My path told me to take this one, to come here. So he's thrilled. Sean McDermott said he has fit right into the culture, the attitude, the work ethic. It's everything they could have hoped for out of a new player. I think that's a fantastic pick, and I agree. Also, uh, just real quick tidbit. That I saw, um, I think it was on Good Morning Football. So, do you remember when Von Miller he was playing with Denver? And do you remember when they signed Demarcus Ware? Yes, the other defense end. Right. He was towards the end of his career. He was a Pro Bowl guy. You know, one of the the best sack artists that we see in the league in a long time. Came over from Dallas. Right. So they kind of compared Von Miller to him on our and team what now. He when was he was able w- to do, do in for Von exactly. So it's like so what he was able to do coming in and help help along Von Miller and teach him is right. what they're saying. Von Miller is kind of the same guy in Buffalo helping like Groot come along and Epinesa and those guys, you know, refine and, and, and be a helpful guy in the field. I mean, that's a really cool comparison. And I absolutely never would have thought of that. And that's so. cool because um, Von Miller is the talent that you have to account for each and every play. Yes. If you're the quarterback. Josh Allen will have his eyes on Aaron Donald before the snap of the football. Matt Stafford's going to be looking for Von Miller at the start of every play. you got to know where he is. You've got to account for that guy, which on your average team probably is fine. But when you do have Gregory Rousseau, Ed Oliver, Daquan Jones, you've got some guys 
that are pass rushers. These guys can move, and that will free them up. I mean, yeah. I, I think. I think that's going to open up our defense huge. I know, man. Just having him there. Yeah, big time. You know, yep. not to even mention the fact that he's going to get himself, you know, probably double-digit sacks by himself. But I think he's going to free up a couple more guys to have between five and ten sacks each, too. Right. Just like Phil Hansen and, and Bruce Smith we talked about earlier. You know what I mean? They, they made each other better. Aaron Donald and Von Miller made each other better last year. 100%. That he will definitely bring that to the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. What you got, Jay? Um, I'm going to go with one that might surprise you a little bit. So I'm going to say, what? You're going to say an offensive player? <laughs> <laughs> that would definitely surprise you. Yeah. No, I was going to say Micah Hyde. I think we're going oh, to cock dude. block their run. It's going to be a wall, and we're going to be blitzing them so hard, they're going to make a mistake and throw a pick six. Dude, that's fantastic. I Again, I like we didn't even mention day. those guys. Yep. Poyer and Hyde. Dude, again, two of the best safeties in the NFL. And, and also two more players who really do have to prove that they're, you know, they still have a place here. They're yep. getting a little bit older. Absolutely. And, you know, they're going to be heading out the door. They got a lot of proof before they leave. Yeah, I think they're both 31 now. Um, but I like that because, again, that defensive line, it all starts and ends with the defensive line. When you're getting pressure on a quarterback, like you said, if you can get pressure on that quarterback, that frees them up to just create havoc. Yep. In that fucking defensive backfield. Line. They're the I ones mean, that get to have the most fun. <laughs> yeah, really. That's yeah, a great. I, that's a great pick, though. For it real. really is. I, like I didn't even lot. think about that. I'm. I'm focused on that defensive line, and uh, my breakout yeah. player is going to be basically, thanks to Von Miller. Uh, I think it's going to be Ed Oliver. Again, he shows up in big games. It's going to be important. I think he's looking to make a statement. He's coming up on a contract. Um, he definitely again wants to prove he's he's here to stay. Yeah, you know. I really, I really think he's going to show up, thanks in part to Von Miller. That's yeah. what he's going to do for this team. Well, and that's, I mean, just like Poyer and Hyde, right? When you have players that can make each other better, just compound on themselves. That's the yeah, best. it's it's insane, man. I mean, all these different paths for different players that all led to this season, like you said, when they when they write this story, if the Bills do go on to win a Super Bowl, there's going to be. They could make it long. They could make it three hours because the how Poyer and Hyde got here, you know, picked up in the same limo from two different teams, but picked up as free agents yeah. at the exact same time, share a limo, yep. and and now they're inseparable. They're like twins. They, you can't get yeah. them apart. Like they talk about when, and this is a little bit off topic, but they talk about with Marvel movies that really it comes down to the casting director as being the one who has pulled this all together and made it as awesome as they are because like the one who picked Robert Downey Jr., right? Like how do you, right. how do you right. fuck that call up very easily? They could have picked anybody to be Iron Man, but yep. they picked somebody who was you know, a burnout who was a druggie who wasn't getting cast in Hollywood anymore. And look what it became. Yeah. And that's I think Poyer is honestly sort of the engineer of that for for the 2017, 18 years. He really was pulling this team together. Yeah. Yeah. They are leader like we have leaders. I mean, I don't know if you heard. I think the Bills now have eight captains this year. Yeah. Like two on special teams. Two on special. Uh, uh, Taiwan Jones and Matikavich, I know. Yep. Um, then we got uh, Josh Allen. They got Stefan Diggs. Right. Um, you got oh, Mitch Morse. Mitch Morse. That's a three offensive one. And you got right? Trey Edmonds. Micah uh, Hyde. Micah Hyde. 
Von Miller. Yeah, Von Miller. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So three on defense, three on offense, two special teamers. I mean, I, we have leadership everywhere. Like it's. Yeah, if God, there's it's just so fantastic. If there's man. a if there's a year for this team to win the Super Bowl, it's I mean it's this year. It's yep. you know it's just they have every piece that you could possibly imagine you know, on this, this team. The scary part is if that is true, they also have a number of these pieces locked up for several years. Yeah, they do. And Josh and, Allen's not going anywhere. Stephon Diggs, Von Miller, like a core half a dozen guys are here. And now they have to work out details for a few others. So sure, yeah. 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 No, it's great to see. And um not only that, but the punter we added too. I mean, the guy is, is been... Sam Martin was his name? What yes. something Martin. Yeah, Sam Martin, I believe. Sam Martin. Yeah. But I mean he's been, you know, like in the last uh handful of years, he's been in the top five, ten, you know, um, you know, and, and the punters as far as statistical category, he's right. last last year he was he was like just missed the Pro Bowl, you know? Yeah, right. I mean, so uh, you you added a guy, and Brandon Bean said it too. He's like, we've had our eye on this guy. We actually looked at trying to nab him up um, before they got uh, Matt Hack. So. Yeah. Well, it's funny because you don't know, like, say, even Poyer and Hyde. Were those the first guys? Yeah. Or did they end up having to settle for one of those two because the other guy they wanted wasn't available? Right, right. But it doesn't matter because look where we are now. You know yeah. what I mean? All right, let's it's end exciting it. for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, let's end it with uh, our score predictions, fellas, because we got to do oh, that. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. start it off, Jeffrey. Um, me, I'm going to say the Buffalo Bills are going to win this game. Give me a second here. Let me do the math. I'm thinking 35, 28. Like it. I will go 37, 31. Wow. And I've been saying it for weeks now. I think the Bills are going to win by 10. So I'm going to go 31-21 Buffalo. Very nice. Very yeah. nice. That'd be cool, man. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. Sign me up, dude. I just, so, uh, I'll I just take any of those scores. Yeah. I just want to win. <laughs> I just want to see a victory, guys. Yep. That's that's Absolutely. where I'm at. If we could, we can win by 1 point, 10 points, 30 yeah. points, whatever. Just yep. give us give us the win. We want to win. So as always, people, find us on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, at ETD Buffalo. Find our podcast hosted on Anchor.fm or anywhere you get your podcast, Spotify, Apple, whatever. And please make sure to check out our first episode of Sauce Quest. We're really excited about it. We're going to find the ultimate hot sauce as long as it takes, thanks to Dilly Dally's here in Springville on Main Street. Next week. Yeah. Next week. Next yeah, week. we're gonna we're gonna do another we're gonna record another one next week. We'll keep pumping them out every two weeks. Yes. As always, guys, we really appreciate it. Bills Mafia, we uh, really appreciate you know following us and listening to our podcast. And just want to end it with where else would you rather be than right here, right now? Go Bills. Go, Go Bills. Bills.